So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. I'm Jaden Island, and my name is Jade. I am the content creator, storyteller, and muse for all things Jaden Island. You'll find me talking about kawaii things, fashion, culture, mental health, and navigating the Black film experience. And you're listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. Thank you so much for joining us. It's, like, absolutely thrilling to have you here. There are there are a couple of questions that I'm always kind of keen to ask people, and then from there, want to let you lead the conversation. Okay. But there are two questions that have been striking me lately. Um, so I'm going to start with the first one, which is like, what are the five questions that people always ask you? Like, you just can't get past the same five questions. And I don't know if your experience is the same as mine, but I feel like they're like, oh, we put you in this box and we're going to ask these five questions and we're never going to get past that as you about you as an artist or an individual. Okay, um, I'll do a fun one first okay. and then I'll do the more serious ones. I have the, the most annoying questions that I get are, are my glasses real? If I wear them for cosmetic purposes and I'm like, I, I can have seeing issues. Oh my <laughs> like, God. I, I have a prescription. These are real glasses. Um, also, why is that anyone's business and that's such an obvious nag? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people think to ask that. Like, why can't people just exist? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going around asking people if their glasses are real or not, so I don't know why people think that they can ask me that. Yeah. I don't know. It's a strange question to get a lot, but it's one that I hear a lot, and I don't know. It's just irritating to get it so frequently. Yeah, especially because there are so many things that are interesting about you, and it's like, that's what they focus on. Well, I'm usually wearing, if I'm not wearing these because these mm-hmm. are my computer glasses, I'm wearing heart frames. And so people think I'm just wearing them just to wear them. I'm like, no, I actually need these to see yeah. and like, you know, make sure that you guys aren't blurry. <laughs> yeah. And custom frames are well worth doing. Yes. I highly recommend that investment. Yes. Um, and you have more than one pair of glasses, which I think is actually very crucial. I mean, you have to have multiple options. Yes. It's like... I. I also have multiple pairs of glasses, so I, I defend this like wholeheartedly because I think about how many pairs of shoes I have, and I'm like, and these are on my face, right? But yeah, it's none of anyone's business whether they're what and they have a silly name for them when um, they're when they're fake. Yeah, personality glasses. That was the oh. worst marketing term. It, I mean, there are a lot of bad marketing terms, but that one really it just gets on my nerves. Yeah. Um. So this like over over focus on aesthetics without really thinking about what the aesthetics mean on a deeper level. I just think that any questions that focus on anything a part of my appearance are kind of redundant mm-hmm. at this point. So like we're in 2019, why are we focused on appearance at this point in time? There's other things to invest your energy into. Yeah. And I don't know, people they'll start with my glasses, but then it'll work its way up. The other question, which is another cosmetic one, which has its own journey and issue would be if my hair is real. And so I'll be honest when I answer, I'm like, no, I'm wearing a wig. Like, this, I bought it. I mean, yes, it's my hair, but I bought it. It's a real wig. Yes, yes. it's a real wig. 
<laughs> but um, people are always asking me about whether my hair is real or not. And I go from various styles, from whether I'm doing natural mm-hmm. or I'm rocking pink hair. That's just my energy at the moment is just having yeah. pink hair. And I get really tired of that question because I don't think it should matter what the length of my hair is. Yeah. Or how it's real or not. Like, it's just me. Just, yeah. It's one of the things that's like, I just want to exist and be happy with how I look and how I present myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's your business whether or not it's real or not. Right. So I guess the question that I would have is, why do you think that we are so stuck on the aesthetics? Maybe because it's something that we just see first mm-hmm. and we don't think about the underlayers of things because we only focus on like what's immediately in front of us. Yeah. And so I think when people ask me about my hair... Um, I guess it's like determining what type of black woman I am Mm -hmm. based on what type of hair I have. And I get different reactions and responses when I get that question. And then I answer. Some people are happy that I'm honest. Other people are like, oh, so why aren't you going natural? Or why are you going natural? Because there was a time for like two years where I didn't have hair. I just shaved all my hair off. And that was the most freeing. And I think that was the most feminine that I ever was. But people constantly ask that. And I feel like I'll never not hear that question, even when yeah. I'm, like, 80. <laughs> hair, hair is such a personal and oftentimes ta- taboo subject. Um, so in terms of how you present yourself, how like, what kinds of questions... Um, okay, I'm going to tie this into the question, the other question that I wanted to ask you, which is what do people fail to ask you that you wish that they did? Um, I wonder what people ask me. Instead of asking why I'm dressed like this, they should ask where the confidence comes from instead. Mm-hmm. I feel like picking apart my outfit or anything with my makeup or like additions, accessories, things like that, that's that's pointless. You should really ask about like, what produces this look mm-hmm. like what's coming from me that allows me to dress this way yeah and i don't think no one yeah no one's ever asked me that they just besides asking like the typical question like oh where'd you get that I'll, I mean, I'll tell them and then questions about my hair or my glasses people don't ask me what's creating this look yeah. for me they don't ask me about like what's inside that allows me to be so free and colorful so if i may and if you feel comfortable sharing what is the origin story or just sort of my style yeah oh. <laughs> um I would say that, so I just tweeted it out actually recently and I was like, I never plan an outfit. Mm -hmm. It's always that like, I'll plan the pieces. And I said, I plan the pieces of greatness, not the outfit as a whole. Mm -hmm. And these outfits and ideas come from, I guess, character creations. I don't know if you're familiar with like tabletop gaming or anything like that. Oh yeah. Oh, so which ones do you play? Sorry, um, this is off the script, but I'm I'm like I'm personally so I'm invested. The dungeon master for my family. So yes, I don't, even, I don't even play, but I like the idea of creating characters. Yeah, and so when I do my styles and things like that, it's because I have a character in mind that I want to present for that day, mm-hmm. and I'm just walking around like that person. I mean, it's all yeah. me, but it's still kind of creative. I would say that tabletop gaming was, if if you are capable of telling stories in that world especially if you have a bard in your campaign group. <laughs> um, you, it makes you an excellent storyteller who is prepared for anything because, man, they will just... Guilty. Of, I actually... Uh, so I play with my siblings because I'm the oldest of yeah. five. We have enough people that we can just That's play awesome. by ourselves. And they're a little bit of a mess because they're all younger. I yeah. have... I think my youngest sister is in her sophomore year of high school. So they're all at that age where... 
everything can go to chaos in like zero to ten seconds (laughs) and i just have to prepare for it yeah but it's a lot of fun and creating characters i think is a way that i'm producing art Mm mm-hmm and I'm challenging what it means to be human, what it means to be me, what it means to emote in any way possible. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, I think that how we present and the various facets of ourselves and the desire to create narratives, I think one of the things when people ask me, why do you like science fiction so much? Why not? <laughs> and and I, that's like, that's an annoying question that I get. And, and then... like have to prove that I'm a legit science fiction lover and like get grilled which is annoying but um my answer to that is always I think that science fiction is one of the best ways to hold up a mirror to a society especially societies that that is not ready to look at itself and it is a means to do so and I think that we've seen examples of that whether it's life or technology imitating what's been written or whether it's i mean don't get me wrong kirk was the worst but but it was the first interracial kiss ever that was actually on television and when i think about the fact that when Michelle Nichols wanted to leave Star Trek, it was Dr. Martin Luther King who asked her to stay, and then Whoopi Goldberg saw her, and then she ended up coming back on. I think that this is, there is something real there in science fiction. And it's not just science fiction. It's all of the ways in which you can tell a story that allows you to process things that may have happened to you, things that you might be experiencing, and it is both your life and your work. And it's a processing that fulfills both needs. Um, so would you say that your expressions and your DMing all kind of fit into, are they helping in that way? I would say so. It's funny because another question that I get asked a lot, and it's a question that kind of has different filters depending on the fandom, Mm -hmm. is people question or they try to find a way to invalidate my love of something. So like... For you with science fiction, like, so someone's asking you if you're an actual science fiction nerd, (sighs) that's something that I've been asked as well, and I'm like, yes, and so they're like, oh, Star Trek or Star Wars, and I'm like, well, actually, I like Stargate better than both of those series. Interesting, (laughs) okay. Um, Same thing with anime and manga, people ask if you've watched a certain anime, and if you haven't watched it, that means you're not a real fan, and there's a lot of invalidating of enjoying something, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really unfair. Yeah. But um, back to your question about how those things unite with my creating my outfits and characters. I think so. Yeah. I think storytelling is a very good muse for creating a very fashionable look. Mm-hmm. And so for today, and you're talking about your pink energy. Is this like, <laughs> is have you always felt this pink energy? Or is this something that kind of goes in flux? Yeah, so here's something that's really interesting. So I coined the term pink energy, mm-hmm. and it is on social media, and it's used by people in the J fashion spaces. But I think people mistook pink energy as a positive meaning. And I'm not saying that pink can't be positive, because it can. I just think that pink energy is something that's fluid. Mm-hmm. I think as a color, pink can be happy, sad, angry, and various states in between. Yeah. And so I think pink energy is fluid, but people always see it as something that's like a constant positive force. And I like pink because it just represents who I am as like as a fluid storyteller. Mm-hmm. 
and it's something that I enjoy. It's my favorite color. My room's pink, so yeah. Yeah. it's my happy space, but it's also the space in which I reflect. Right. And um, so you also, you're a poet. Yes. And... Well, what are the what are some of the methods of expression that you would like to be referred to in order of operations? In order of operations, oh my goodness, I've never put my my creativity in order. <laughs> I just don't want to get it wrong. No, because no, no, I know no, that you're fine. a poet. You like there's so many things, and now I know that you're a DM. So yeah, but that's like for my family, not. <laughs> but that's real. That is real. Um, the, there's time that goes into that. Yeah, there's a lot of time. Um, poetry is one way in which I express. I say that with poetry, I'm the loudest because it's just free form. It's mm-hmm. just a stream of consciousness that I'm putting together. And I like playing around with language. So yeah. that's just fun. Um, I do short fiction. I have my web series that I'm working on, and that's very fantasy themed. A lot of my fictional works will have elements of fantasy or science fiction. Other times, if I do contemporary fiction, it's gritty. It's mm-hmm. not, I took my dog to church and it was a good day. It's gritty fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but um, besides writing and poetry, it's just, I just write. That's what I yeah. do. That's all my art is. It's just writing words. And then you live an expression of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So it's bringing to life the work that you're doing in another way that like feels, you keep it with you. In some ways, I'm trying to figure out more visual ways of representing poetry. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to accessorizing for some of my looks, I'm trying to get things that have words in them. I want to start wearing words because that's who I am. I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I'm not a visual artist as much as I would love to say I dabble with drawing every now and again. I really don't. Um... But I can appreciate that when you are a visual artist, that you have something that's painted and live. And I want to take that idea and put words to it. That's what I want in my fashion. Is yeah. I want to see the verbal, the language, the lingo, anything that represents what I'm trying to say. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't mind, um, do you feel as though the... Did I did I ask the question that people have failed to ask you in a way that you feel you're able to comfortably address? Yeah, you might be the only person who actually asked the question about pink energy instead of me just putting it out there. <laughs> so I will give you credit for that. I wish people asked me about what pink energy means to me. Yeah. Because a lot of people are using that term on social media and... They want it to be something that's constantly positive. And I think that's a very nice Unrealistic. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly unhealthy. It is unhealthy to be yeah. constantly positive. If you're not real, if you're not authentic to yourself, that's it's not healthy. Yeah. If you're constantly positive. I mean, I can imagine that there are people who are always happy, but are they? <laughs> that's so. that's where I was like I was like, are they? Yeah. I mean there might be, I don't know, but I feel like if I'm more power someone, to them, but I think that the there is a spectrum of emotions. 